morning. Welcome back. Comes to you live from the Summerton Community College, Summerton, Philadelphia. A beautiful Tuesday morning. The, 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 the day of the daily double dose of, of, of goodness and Lag Ba'imer. Lag Ba'imer. Yilula Debar Yochoi. And uh, I think it's appropriate maybe this morning to take a little bit of time to uh, share some maybe words, thoughts, and ideas about Lag Ba'imer. Take a one-off, one-day break from Evan Shlema and uh, discuss Lag Ba'imer a little bit. You know, we're, we're uh, looking forward to an action-packed day of uh, <clears throat> our own celebration of Lag Ba'imer over here in Somerton. A day of uh, hopefully Shtarka first Seder, Shtarka second Seder, a day of pounding and steiging and learning. What is Lag Ba'imer all about? What exactly is the word of Lag Ba'imer? Is the Hilula de Bar Yechoi, we know, um, the yard site of Rib Shimonin. Well, that's not so necessarily um, sourced. That, that's actually in of itself a big debate. Is it indeed his yard site? Is it not his yard site? Um, there, there are, there are um, opinions on both sides. But it's the Klaizos taken on that it's, it's uh, either if his yard site, and if not his yard site, a day to celebrate the, the legacy of, of Rib Shimonin, in any case. Um, it's a day that we know that the Talmudim of Rebekiva stopped dying on this day. Rebekiva and Reb Shimon do generally go hand in hand. Reb Shimon was one of the five Talmudim of Rebekiva that carries on the legacy of, of Rebekiva himself. Uh, they are certainly intertwined as persona and Klaisrael. And it's interesting, though, that, you know, Klaisrael embraces this day. Most people don't say Tachnon and Lagbimer, even the Litvisha people. And how often do we do that? How often do we do that during the year? Make a whole to-do and a whole fuss about a, a, a yard site, a, a, even of a tzaddik. Um, how often, let me ask the question better. Let me rephrase the question this way. How often does all of Klai Yisrael, all of Klai Yisrael, make a big to-do and a big celebration about the Hilula, the yard site of, of, a, of, of, a, of a leader of the past, of a tzaddik? How often does Gantz Klai Yisrael you know, Chassid and Litvak alike, Svardi, alike, Svardi, Ashkenazi, Taimani, Bukharian, you name it. All the, all the Yidin together observe this day as a day of celebration. So what, what's up with Lag Ba'imer? And maybe the question more specifically is, what's up with Rav Shimon slash Rav Kiva? What's Klai Yisrael picking up on over here? What do we sense intuitively in, in the Boehner that makes this day into a day of celebration? And maybe that goes hand-in-hand hand with another question. That the, the, the people generally ask, people who ask questions, ask this question, people who think think about this, and people who think and ask questions think and, and ask the following question. What's with the fire? What's with the fire? Make a big fire on Lag Beimer. Make a big, big fire, bonfire. We burn things. And again, Klai Yisrael does that, and this is also brought down. Um, the Bartanura, Rebavadjah Bartanura, has a michta where he writes that... Um, he traveled to Eretz Yisrael and he saw everyone making bonfires. It was brought down in the Kadmonim already that Lag Bimer is a day that Klai Yisrael makes fires. Now we celebrate it and we make fires. It's not a new thing. It's not a recent fad, a recent phenomenon. Um, this is something that Klai Yisrael has always done. Again, and as we say, even if Klai Yisrael, even if we are not prophets, we're descendants of prophets. And what that means is that, you know, Hanukkah Yisrael, see what Klai Yisrael does Go, go out and see what the, what the nation does, what you didn't do. And that always gives you, an, you know, an insight into what, what, what the Torah's 
take on things is because Kleisrol on mass as a nation has a, has a, this this um, innate ability <clears throat> to have that finger on the pulse and pick up on on uh, what's appropriate and what's 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 uh, called for on that day. So we see Klai Yisrael has indeed taken on Lag Bimers, a day of celebration, a day to make fires. So what what's up? What, what's going on today? What should our Kavana be? What should we try to be taking away today? What should our focus be when we're all going to make the fire, we're going to dance around the fire, we're going to sing around the fire, our kids are going to toast marshmallows in the fire afterwards when we're done singing. What's going on? What, what's the Kavana? What's the Kavana? When we... Are we having the cotton candy machine this afternoon? We've got the cotton candy guy to come? Not this year. Not this year. I see we didn't get the cotton candy machine. Okay, so we're not going to be able to have the kavana when we get the cotton candy from the cotton candy guy. But everything else that we're doing today, what's the kavana? What's lag by So it's like this. The number of ideas that the Svar Makadoshim revealed to us, which all kind of converge on one point, one theme, one common Yesodian foundation, foundational idea with regards to Lag Baimer. And that is, Lag Baimer <clears throat> is a day of. Um, <coughs> thank you, thank you so much, thank you. Um, a day of Dekos, his cashless bonding, connecting, radiating and being elevated by Torah. It's a day that we can tap into a, a personal connection to Torah, tap into a national connection with Torah, access the ability to be enlightened, illuminated, elevated by Torah, and a day that if we tap into, we can, you know, whereas during the year, during the year we have to build ourselves up increment by increment in our learning. We have to Excuse me, learning Torah is like ascending that peak, climb, climb to the top of what? Mount Everest. Everest. Okay, I was waiting for Kilimanjaro. <sighs> All right, anyway. But, um, or Mount Evans would have also been, uh, would have been acceptable. Um, that's the tallest one in Colorado. Anyway, but okay, okay, Mount Everest is also all right. Um, so, so normally, normally the journey of uh, someone becoming Tamachachim is, is, is a hike up a mountain with, you know, with those pinions and, and, and um, those, those, those spikes and, and, and a hauling and heaving yourself up, you know, one hand at a time, one foot at a time, hammering into the mountainside, into the, those sheer cliffs, making that vertical climb and hauling yourself up laboriously, step by step, foot by foot, hand over hand. That's how you gotta, that's how you gotta steig. Steig literally means to climb, right? To steig. And learning is to climb, and climbing is something you do slowly, one step at a time. You try going up the mountain too fast, too quickly, then you fall off the mountain. That's right, you fall <coughs> off the mountain. You lose your footing, you lose your grip, um, and you're lost. Mountain climbing has got to be done slowly. Got to be done in camp. So you know, have when people go up to Mount Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro, very good. So you have to do it in camps, right? You go up to Mount Everest. You have Camp Zero, Base Camp, Camp One, <coughs> Camp Two, Camp Three. Got to stop and rest, right? Get ready for the next stage. Mountain climbing has got something's got to be done slowly in very measured, disciplined increments. <coughs> so too it is with 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 Aliyah and Tyro, learning Tyro. You got to go step by step. 
one um at a time, one line at a time, maybe, one day at a time, certainly, and carefully measured incremental steps. Try chewing off too much too soon, try shooting for the top, again, you fall off. That's growth in Torah, and when someone follows that, he has his, his Sherpa, he's got his Sherpa there that, li- that leads him and guides him faithfully, then he makes it to the top. And Lagba Eimer is actually room for shortcuts. Lagba you can, you can you can make some leaps, leaps and bounds on Lagba Eimer. Lagba Eimer, there's room to, to, to skip a few rungs, to skip up in, in a way that it doesn't damage in a way that it doesn't get us to fall off and slide down the mountain and fall off the mountain and drop down those cliffs, Chazajam. There's such a thing that on Lag Ba'im, a person can access his personal chalik and Torah and his standing as part of the nation, national connection to Torah in such a way that he can jump up, ascend multiple levels in one shot in a healthy way in, in a sustainable way. Why is that? Why is that? What's going on in Lag Ba'imer? Why is Lag Ba'imer specifically connected to uh, our growth in Torah? So it's like this. A few fascinating ideas. First of all, Svarim HaKadoshim revealed to us that Lag Ba'imer, what's significant about Lag Ba'imer? It's exactly at the Rav, the Rav mark, the majority mark towards Shavuos. We know that this is the time of the year where we're counting up the days towards Shavuos. From Pesach to Shavuos, we have the 49 days of the Eimer. 49 days of the Eimer, and that's preparation, getting ready for Har Sinai. And 49 is, is um, an odd number. It's not a prime number, but it's an odd number, and it's only two divisibles. Only one divisible is really seven. I mean, seven times seven is 49. Um, and that's divisible by three. So you can't break it up evenly into thirds. But if you would try to, um, if you try to break up 49 into thirds, you'd end up with like 16 point something. 16 point up is 16 and a third. So what's two thirds of the way through is day 33. Is two thirds of the way exactly the two thirds mark from beginning to the end. So that means we have Roiv over here. Roiv of our journey Two-thirds of our journey, we've passed the two-thirds mark. We have a, 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 a you know, there's different types of rave. Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a bare rave, which is 51%, but then there's a ruba de minkara, a, a, a clear and apparent rave at the, at the two-thirds mark. The two-thirds mark, we have already reached the tipping point where we are clearly, clearly well on our way to the preparation for, for Kabbalah Satoira. Um, and... We have a rubai kakulai. We can, we, can, we can sense our Sinai, we can feel our Sinai, we can see our Sinai already on the horizon, and we can already start harnessing ourselves to our Sinai. And <clears throat> that means that, that we did our part, we put in our two-thirds, the rest of the one-third, we see, we see our Sinai, we can kind of leap that final third because of rubai kakulai. Rubai kakulai, we're most of the way there, we're gifted with the ability for Harsinai to bring us the rest of the way. Harsinai, we know, is a gift. Harsinai is, 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 is a notion of being gifted with Torah without having to work. Klaisrol by Harsinai received Kola Tarakula without having to do all that much more than saying Nasev and Nishma. Moshe Rabbeinu, Baikichalois Moshe, Moshe received. After his 40 days of learning with the Rebbeinu, was gifted Kola Tarakula, again, without effort, Namelus, 
there's an idea of Harsinai gifting Torah to the, those who welcome it, who usher it in, who, who, who uh, are open to it without any without having to go through the normal channels that we are, are, are bound to during the year. So we see RC9 on the horizon. We see the sparks, the koilus and the brokum of, of the spectacle of Harsinai. We see it already there because we're two-thirds of the way there. We're a majority of the way there. We have Ruba Kakuloi. We can lasso ourselves to Harsinai and begin to absorb that koyach of Harsinai, the ability to grow in leaps and bounds in Torah. So up until the lag mark, up until the two-thirds mark, we have to move slowly in a very disciplined and deliberate and measured way. Right? Gotta, gotta hammer our way into that mountainside, heft, heave, and haul ourselves up hand over hand, step by step, one foot at a time. We, we, gotta, we gotta do it in a slow and deliberate manner. Because we don't see our Sinai yet. That's our own efforts. Once we've done that, we see our Sinai there in the, in the distance, we can grab onto our Sinai now make some phenomenal leaps and bounds of growth if we are so interested. Another idea is like this. Beautiful idea, beautiful concept. <clears throat> the 33rd day of the Omer always coincides with, with Yud Ches Iyar, the 18th day of Iyar. 18th day of Iyar. 18th day of the ER is 33 days after they brought the carbon oimer. It's also 33 days after Kleis left Mitzrayim. He left Mitzrayim on the 15th. So that plus 33 gives us the 18th day of ER. And that plus 33 gives us the 33rd day of the oimer. So the 33rd day of the oimer, the 33 days after they left Mitzrayim. So what? What's the significance of this being 33rd day after we left Mitzrayim? Zok the Heilig Chasam Soifer. Chasam Soifer says he is He makes a chesh when he says some, something happened in history. A very, a very significant event happened in history on the original Lag Boimer, on the original Yud Chesir, on the original day of the 18th day of Yor, way back when in the desert. Something of, 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 of historical significance happened on Lag Boimer. What was that? Zok the Chasam Soifer makes a chesh like this. <clears throat> we left Mitzrayim on the 15th. So, we left Mitzrayim with the, the, um, the, the, what's it called? As the Pazik tells us, we left Mitzrayim with the leftovers of the Pesach Seder bundled up, bundled up on our shoulders. We, we left Mitzrayim with the leftover matzahs. And Chazal tells us those matzahs were, were, were the Gemara says, those matzahs, were such special matzahs, such holy matzahs, the matzahs from the original Pesach Seder that Hashem commanded us to eat as a symbol of, of, of the chipazin, the symbol of the geula. This is the bread of the redemption, right? That's what the matzahs there for. La yuchul is mamea, the swiftness and the expedience with which the Rebbein Shalom ushered us out of Egypt. So those matzahs lasted us for a whole month, for 30 days. The matzahs, the leftovers that they took out of Mitzrayim, Lasted for 30 days. For 30 days, the Yidin were eating the leftovers of their of their Seder meal, of their, of their Pesach matzahs. 30 days later, the food runs out. They complain to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They don't have any food. Three days go by. They're complaining. They're getting increasingly hungry and famished and starving. They complain to Rebbein Shalalem. There's nothing to eat. There's nothing to eat. 
After three days of this, was the Rebbein Shalom say back, Behold, I will send down to you bread from the heavens. And what was this bread from the heavens? The manna. I was waiting for Arthur Akkadi to chime in. Manna. Manna. Right? Man. I'm going to send you down lechem from the heavens to feed you. After three days, the man descends. Zakta Chasam Seifer, he had up all the numbers. The man came down on Yudches, the 18th day of the year, on Lag Ba'imer. Lag Ba'imer is when the man started falling. Okay, that's pretty neat. That's, that's a pretty neat mathematical trick over there. But what does it have to do with Lag Ba'imer per se? Good, so the man started falling today. Klaes will start eating man today. What does it have to do with Lag Ba'imer? What does it have to do with the, the spirit of the day? It has everything to do with the spirit of the day. Everything to do with Lag Ba'imer because we know the Gemara tells us. A prerequisite in Kabbalah is to be an Eichel man, to be someone who is a, a mana consumer, someone who subsists off of man. Man was the Lechem and Hashemayim, was Hashem's divine food of divine origin, was something supernatural, something that was not earthly, a foodstuff, a food substance, nourishment that's coming directly from the Rebbeinah Shalaylam. And when we're sustained, when our existence is sustained by Kosh Baruch Hu, it imbibes us, we imbibe that. It, it, we, we inculcate the entire systems and we are transformed into people that can fully, completely, with Shleimus, do Kabbalah Satara. Kabbalah Satara has to be not just an act of the soul, not just an act of the spirit, but an act of the entire substance of the person, including his body. The body's got to be fully on board. The body has to be something that's elevated naturally through uh, being a man consumer. Until we're we're not ready for Kabbalah Satayra. We can't receive the Torah. Once we start eating the man, shine. We're ready now for Kabbalah Satayra. That means, Lag Baimer is the turning point in getting ready for Hasinai. Lag Baimer, when the man starts falling, Klai begins this process of being purging the bodies of corporeal, physical food that lowers the body and, and replaces it with the lechem abirim, with the, the, the um, food of, the, of, of, not the food of the gods, but the food of God himself, the food of the Rebbeinu Shalayim himself, we are now ready for Kabbal Satayra. Lag Baimer is therefore the day that's established in history is a day of lighting that fire where we're ready for Kabbalah Satayra. For like when we're canting, we're canting, we're canting, we're canting, but we're people that are inherently not ready for Kabbalah Satayra, not worthy, not capable of a Kabbalah Satayra. From Lag Baimer on, we are now people that are worthy, that are capable of doing this Kabbalah Satayra. Amazing. So this goes hand in hand, beautifully and, and gracefully with the first idea that Lag Ba'imer is where we're Rubai Kukulai, we're most of the way there. We see our Sinai in the horizon. We can latch onto our Sinai. And Lag Ba'imer is a day that we're gifted with this gift, with this ability to stand at Har Sinai, to do Kabbalah Satar at Har Sinai, because it's the day that we begin that process of being Eich Leiman. It's the day that we begin to be ready for Kabbalah Satar. This puts into Lag Ba'imer for eternity a Kayach of Torah, Kayach of Kabbalah Satar, and a Kayach of our own personal connection to Torah, which allows us to make leaps and bounds growth. On Lag Ba'imer. And this is the connection to Rib Shivanin by extension Rib Yikiva. <clears throat> Rib Yikiva, the Saramakadashim tells us, he goes first of all hand in hand with Rib Shivanin. Rib Shivanin, who is the Talmud of Rib Yikiva, they, they are intertwined. 
their, their place in the Mesoiro is intertwined. Rabbi Kiva's Torah goes through Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Kiva continues Klaisro through Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Kiva had 24,000 Talmidim that were all Nifter. The, 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 the Torah Velt is left desolate, is left, is left empty, is left orphaned. And Rabbi Kiva has to begin again and give over all of his Torah, his legacy to his five Talmidim. Rabbi Shimon goes hand in hand with Rabbi Kiva in this job. Their mission is interlocked and intertwined. We're told that Rabbi Kiva, giving this over to Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Kiva is a Nitzitz of Maish Rabbeinu. There's a Gemara that, that alludes to this, a Gemara that alludes to this, the Maish Rabbeinu, before he accepts the Torah to give over to Klai Yisrael, he's brought into Rabbi Kiva's base Medish. He got a glimpse of Rabbi Kiva teaching Torah. And Rabbi Kiva says something that Maisha doesn't understand. Maisha says, Chalisha Sadas. Rabbi Kiva says, says, how can I give her this Torah? I, I don't understand what Rabbi Kiva is saying. How am I going to be the one to bring the Torah down? And here's, over here's Rabbi Kiva saying, Rabbi Kiva tells him, just listen. Listen to the rest, to the end of the year. Rabbi Kiva says, they ask Rabbi Kiva, where'd you get that from? He says, Halacha Lamaisha Misinai. It's Halacha Lamaisha Misinai. It comes from Maisha Rabbeinu from Har Sinai. This, the Gemara is being miramis to this concept that the Svarim HaKadosh speak at, that Rabbi Kiva is a Nitzites, is a spark, a chip of Moshe himself. And Rabbi Kiva, again, works together with Rabbi Shimon in, in giving this over. That we see Lag Bomer, again, the focus on, on Lag Bomer is Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon together. Rabbi Kiva's Tamidim stopped dying. Rabbi Kiva is able to move forward. He gives over to Rabbi Yeshua, the Messiah, uh, Rabbi Shimon, the Messiah goes from Rabbi Kiva to Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon's yard site, perhaps. Rabbi Shimon um, and the Hilula Dvar Yechoi. And we have Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon continuing the Messiah's Hatera appropriately so, being that Rabbi Kiva is a Nitzite of Maisha Rabbeinu. <coughs> Why does Maisha need a Nitzite? Why is Maisha not sufficient? Maisha's Torah's Maisha. Why does Maisha need a Nitzite in the form of Rabbi Kiva? When we say that Rabbi Kiva is a Nitzite of Maisha, that makes it sound like that whatever Moshe gave over, there's something left chaser that Rabbi Kiva has to come pick up the slack. He's about got to be mashlim and, 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 and finish off the job of Moshe Rabbeinu. If he's a Nitzitz, what, what, what did Moshe Rabbeinu not do? What was Rabbi Kiva had to be mashlim? Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon were to be mashlim for Moshe. Teretz is. Rabbi Sadak says an idea that Moshe is... It has a, is, is the Bechidah, we would say, is, it represents the Kayach of Tereshah the immutable, black and white, oral law, written law, the Tereshah B'chsav, the Eishachar Agabi Eishlavan, the Rebbeinah Shalaylam, is immutable, unchangeable word, that is, Maish Rabbeinu, he brings down Tereshah B'chsav, and Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon is Tershabape, the oral law. That's what they're mashlim. Moshe Rabbeinu gives that down, the immutable, unchangeable, unchangeable um, fiery word of God himself. Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon, they give shlemus, they are, 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 are representatives, and they embody giving over to Klai Yisrael with a perfection and a completion and that's their job, their role as being a Nitzitz of Maisha, is applying the Tereshah Ba'al Peh to Maisha Rabbeinu's Tereshah B'chsav. 
and the two parties work beautifully, seamlessly, hand in hand. That's the partnership. That's the shutvis of Meish Rabbeinu together with Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon, Teresh Bichsav and Teresh Peh. And Tzadok goes out to say a very interesting idea. He says that's why you find another also very sharp contrast between the two Yartzeiten. You see, the Yartzeiten of Moshe, what do people, some didn't have a minute, what, what do they do on the Yartzeiten of Moshe Rabbeinu? They didn't fast. Who fasts on the Yartzeiten of Rabbi Shimon? It's not a, well, maybe it is a trick question. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody fasts on the Yartzeiten of Rabbi Shimon. Yartzeiten is a big party. The Hever Kadisha and other Yidin, they fast on the Yartzeiten of Moshe Rabbeinu. They fast. Zakt the Zakt Ribzadik, the Pitzadik, Zakt Ribzadik. He says a deep idea, but the way to try to understand this idea is, we'll try to understand it. He says, Tershah Bichsav, that's that's unreachable. That, that's that's immutable. We can hug it, we can dance with it, but we can't access it. We don't access it. We can't have a personal involvement over there. We embrace it. Um, that for us, that yachas is a yachas of fasting, showing us how small we are. We fast on the yard side of Moshe Rabbeinu. We're misana. Tarish peh. We're involved. It's personal. We make a difference. We're mechadish chidushim. We say Torah. We create Torah. We innovate in Torah. We're involved. The yard side of Rib Shimon it goes together with with the Rebbe Rabbi Kiva that represent the legacy of Tosha Baal Peh, that's a celebration. Because we're involved over there. That's not a fast a distancing, uh, being, being, being overwhelmed by the immutability of HaKadosh Baruch Hashem That's an involvement, that's personal. There we celebrate. And that's the celebration of Lag Boimer. So putting everything together. Lag Boimer is about Torah, but not just about Torah, it's about our personal involvement and connections to Torah, but not just about our personal involvement and connections to Torah, but empowerment. There's a day that we can steig, with leaps and bounds, the day that, that we see Harsinai emerging on the horizon, we can rope ourselves, lasso ourselves onto Harsinai, and jump to Harsinai. We're Rubai Kukule, we're most of the way there. We're Eichle Man, we begin to eat Man today. We're getting ready, we're, we finally have all the conditions met for Kabbalah Satoiro. And this is the legacy of Rib Shimon and Rabbi Kiva of Tershabal Peh, of our personal connection, our personal involvement. This is what we're celebrating today. We can tap into that, we can access that, we can grow in leaps and bounds if we want it. If we want to say our own personal Nasa Vanishma today, we can do it. And this is the fire. The fire of Lag Ba'imer. Oira zu Torah. What does fire and light represent if not Torah? And the fires on Lag Ba'imer are that of the, the sparks of Harsinai that we see already in the distance, our personal Torah that we're getting through being the Oich Leiman, the Torah Shabbat Peh that we can not just embrace, but we can, excuse me, we can absorb and we can radiate ourselves. We can, we can ourselves be fires uh, and furnaces of, of the warmth, the light, the lichtikite, the illumination of Tersh Peh. That's what's happening today on Lag Baimer. That's the fire, thus the fire of Lag Baimer. And let's understand what the fire is. Let's understand what Lag Baimer is all about. Let's get our personal involvement, our personal connection. We should have our own chalik, and we should all be zaycher rabbi to grow and steig in leaps and bounds. Lil moed lamed lishmor velas soy. So the kaim is called the mishamasar techa. Mishamasar techa. Piyahava. Thank you very much.